everyone. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Juliette Beauchamp. I am here with CSO senior writer J.M. Porup, as well as Chris Kubeshka, the CEO and founder of Hypasec, which is located in the Netherlands. J.M. just launched a story earlier today about security issues at Boeing. So we're going to be diving into that, what that means for national security as well as passenger safety. So stick around. JM, Chris, thank you so much for calling in. Really, really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Julia. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Julia. So can we talk a little bit just what you got into in your story, JM? This is obviously, Boeing has had a rash of pretty large issues. I mean, obviously the 737 MAX crashes come to mind and they're currently under they have executives testifying in front of Congress about those security concerns, but this is something different. This is information security. So can you tell us a little bit about what you uncovered in your article, JM, and Chris, what you uncovered independently as a researcher? Sure. So uh, the uh, gist of the article that went live, if you haven't seen it, is that um, Chris discovered um, numerous um, security issues in Boeing's internet-facing uh, networks uh, that could and may already have been exploited. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, Chris, would you like to tell us more about your research? Uh, yeah, starting in April when uh, I just uh, finally got out of a hospital and wheelchair after a whole bunch of awfulness, um, I got curious about Boeing to see if there might be any particular correlation between poor coding quality if uh, it was evident, sorry, uh, to be seen externally uh, on any of the Boeing assets uh, using open source intelligence and uh, to see if I could find anything of uh, significance uh, after the Ethiopian Airlines crash when Boeing uh, did not take immediate responsibility. So I just wanted to look-see around. And uh, using a variety of different tools, uh, Census, Netcraft, RobText, DuckDuckGo, uh, <laughs> it's an alternate search engine, um, FOCA, which is uh, a software from Spain, uh, which looks at metadata of documents, mm -hmm. um, page source itself, which is just right click and see a page source of HTML code. And uh, some of the things that I found were very interesting, um, starting with the live aviation ID system, uh, that particular website, uh, that system is the one where uh, once you're authorized, you are given access to flight control software for any plane type that you have permission for. And uh, I right clicked, saw the page source and noticed towards the bottom, a developer had left in a comment which stated, I have no, I have no idea what this line of code uh, is supposed to do. Uh, it just prints null. Mm -hmm. Now that would signify that um, the developer did not escape something called special characters for programming code, which is very important. And ampersand does not always mean an ampersand. And it can allow for an injection risk. And this is one of the things on um, a top 10 uh, top security risks out of a group called uh, OWASP. And uh, then I started looking further uh, 
where I could uh, go uh, due to various other vulnerabilities or weak configurations on both the live aviation ID system, finding uh, uh, six cross-site scripting uh, exploitable vulnerabilities and some of the code of Boeing. Uh, in addition to the fact that Boeing wasn't even encrypted, uh, they, they, Boeing.com is just HTTP clear text. Um, there are a bevy of issues uh, that uh, concern me about it because it uh, doesn't seem like overall Boeing has the greatest level of basic security externally, and that worries me about uh, anything else internally, especially you know, the systems that they handle, the fact that flight control software they're broken into could be tainted. Uh, they had some uh, issues with how they were authenticating back into the systems. So that was a good, very, very uh, concerning matter. Um, so uh, I, I found some things that I wish, wish I had not actually found, but unfortunately I did. It's obviously concerning if you have any sort of company that has a risk of being hacked due to what seems like in some situations, common sense. I mean, the fact that their website is not, doesn't, is just HTTP. HTTP. I feel like that's almost yeah. commonplace to have a more secure connection there. So it's concerning when you have any sort of enterprise, any sort of business, anything. But I would imagine it's especially concerning when you have something, a company like Boeing, which is obviously in charge of aircrafts, helicopters for not only consumers across the globe, but also defense um, organizations. Exactly. Exactly. So how, JM, did you sort of go and go back over to see these flaws? Because so, Chris, you discovered this in April. Yes, I began discovering it in April, and then I uh, started trying to find contact uh, within Boeing to report these things in a coordinated uh, and responsible uh, manner using coordinated disclosure. And unfortunately, I didn't find any method of securely getting the information to Boeing. Have you tried to use their new PGP key? Um, I was reading that today, which was quite curious because that uh, isn't how you're supposed to set up these programs. You need that PGP key because uh, the uh, email address that they're using would be something that um, a lot of very interesting parties would want to monitor for mm -hmm. uh, all the traffic as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, any chance that it is sent unencrypted leaves... Uh, possibly uh, very uh, dangerous uh, exploits or vulnerabilities being reported to Boeing at risk of somebody else who's not very friendly picking up on that traffic and sniffing it. Because you can just sniff and read all HTTP traffic or an email sent that is not uh, sent in a secure manner. Of course. Or encrypted manner. So, Chris, when do you think Boeing became aware of these vulnerabilities disclosed by you? Um, I was a bit frustrated uh, with not being able to get a hold of Boeing. I'd even tried uh, several uh, friends uh, who are pilots and were having difficulties. So I ended up sending um, a tweet which said, uh, basically I'm wearing a, a face sheet mask, uh, already found six cross-site scripting vulnerabilities. Does anybody know anyone in Boeing type of tweet? Mm-hmm. 
So let's say that Boeing was perhaps aware of these vulnerabilities after some point that you had disclosed them at this point semi-publicly. Jam, how did you go and sort of double check those vulnerabilities and what did you find when you were doing your research? Had any of these been fixed? Do you think um, Boeing took Chris's information and then did anything about it? To the best of my knowledge, Boeing has not fixed anything that Chris reported to them 90 plus days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these things may be harder than others to fix, but some seem to me uh, trivial and well within reason for a billion, multi-billion dollar company to achieve in a three-month window. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not publish uh, all of the details uh, that we have. No, there's no Beyond what we've already published, there's no need to deliberately lay out a red carpet for people who want to attack Boeing. Of course. Like, th- that would be irresponsible for us as well. Um, however, uh, many things are easily verifiable. You know, is there a TLS cert on their website? Type in Boeing.com in your web browser. It's not secure. I tried that. Is DMARC deployed? There are half a dozen websites that are free online or just read the raw DNS records. Is DMARC deployed? No. Mm-hmm. This is a five-minute web search. You know, uh, is, is the PGP key you've published valid PGP public key? No. Try and import it in GPG. It's, it, it's not a valid public key. Uh, you know, many of these things can be easily verified by our readers with, with you know, less than half an hour of work. I mean, I, I've been able to end map uh, Boeing test production servers that are still clearly attached to the internet. Uh, you know, I have read the same website source code that Chris has. It's still there, or was two days ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that stupid comment in, in the source code has not been removed. And there's no there's no reason to think that. I mean, like if you were going to fix it, you would presumably you know remove the embarrassing developer comment that Chris highlighted in her report. Um, so as far as I can tell, Boeing has been fully aware of more than just what we've reported um, because we haven't published everything, mm-hmm. and that Boeing has fixed none of these things. Sure. N- not even one, so far as I'm aware. If I'm wrong, Boeing, yo, send me an email. <laughs> so what is at stake here if there, if Boeing continues to have unsecured networks? Over to you, Chris. Well, one of the concerns is the high threat profile that Boeing has. Mm -hmm. Uh, They aren't just at risk for low-hanging fruit uh, script kitties to, um, say, your regular cybercrime. They're actually at risk for nation-state corporate espionage, insider threat, uh, nation, um, I think, I think I already mentioned nation state and so forth. So they've got a very high threat profile that they need to be aware of. And if uh, we can find these things fairly easily, and so can the viewers within about 30 minutes, so can an adversary or a frenemy or um, someone who wants to steal IP in a similar manner that the Lockheed Martin F-35A plans were uh, drifted away and somehow uh, the country of China built a plane that looked very much like it. Mm -hmm. So what's the solution here? I mean, this is, for the most part, publicly available knowledge. What is Boeing's fix? What, how are they, how do you think they should attack this issue? And how soon, Chris, what do you think? 
Well, anything that involves the aviation ID system uh, is quite concerning because what if flight control software for planes and satellites and so forth were tainted uh, and then uh, gotten by the avionics uh, person and then uploaded into that plane? What would happen then? Mm-hmm. So it's very concerning. And now I've been paying attention to sort of the other big Boeing security issue with the 737 MAX. And what I've seen is that there's sort of this, the FAA is responsible, Boeing is responsible. So who in this situation is responsible for securing those networks? Boeing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're Boeing's networks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... <laughs> Of course, <laughs> uh, it should it should be noted that Boeing offers external cybersecurity services, Whoa, and that website that. is also not encrypted. That's and not a good look. No, not a good not. look. No. No. So, as far mm. as I'm just thinking now, in terms of regulation, what do you think that the FAA is going to get involved? Are they sort of saying this is Boeing's problem? This doesn't have to necessarily do with a physical aircraft. No, I, I think that, you know, there was a major expose in the New York Times just two weeks ago that basically said Boeing has achieved regulatory capture over the FAA and the FAA does Boeing's bidding. And Congress needs to get involved and say, you know, uh, when people, when planes start falling out of the sky and killing people, uh, you're, you're sorry, that's not okay. You know, you know, the graft, corruption, million dollar bonuses for incompetence, whatever, people start to die. Congress is going to get involved. And we're already seeing that with the hearings in the 737 MAX. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would be nice for us to solve information security issues now before planes start falling out of the sky because of this. So before I let you guys go, any sort of closing thoughts? What do you expect? I mean, anything besides fixing these vulnerabilities, is there anything you expect to see, hope to see out of Boeing in the next I don't know, coming days, weeks, months? How long do you think this is going to take to fix? Any thoughts, Chris? Well, I would say some things will take uh, a bit longer. Uh, For example, there's a Boeing third-party supplier who happens to also be a supplier for uh, UK and US governments, militaries, and so forth, um, that coded up a lot of the aviation ID system. They sent me a very interesting email. And um, when you're dealing with a third-party supplier, uh, Boeing doesn't seem to have basic cybersecurity. They probably don't have contracts written to uh, make their third parties uh, perform secure software development lifecycle and issue patches, updates, and things in a very timely manner when these types of issues occur and vulnerabilities are reported. So that's going to take probably the longest. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for calling in. I really, really appreciate it. A really interesting, if not disturbing story, JM. And Chris, thank you for your research and for being willing to talk to JM about it. I mean, I'll thank you on his behalf. I'm sure he already has. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks, Julia. Thanks, and thank you all for watching this episode of Tech Talk. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Let me know in the comments what you think of all of this. It's obviously not great for Boeing, in term, along with everything going on with the 737 MAX. So if you have any thoughts about it, any solutions, I guess let me know in the comments. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.